Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Thank you, precious Lord, for a brand new day. Lord, as we see the sun rise this morning, thank you, Lord, because we know that the covenant is still working. Lord, we know that you are faithful. And so, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the grace to come into your presence. Thank you for, your, for the message that brings us into your presence. We give you all the praise. We worship you as the covenant-keeping God. We worship you this morning as Yahweh. We worship you, Jehovah, for all that you are to us. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you as the Lord of hosts, the Lord of heaven's armies, the one who commands and controls our destinies. We give you all the praise, Master. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we have just come to bless you. We have just come to glorify your name. We have just come to magnify your name. Lord, for your greatness, for your awesomeness, for your faithfulness, be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. As we read your word again this morning, as we learn again in your presence, Father, speak to us once again. Grant us wisdom. Grant us understanding. Lord, enlighten us in, in your word. But let your name alone be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome. Welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eye Nike. Right, we continue our reading and study of the book of Daniel. I'm telling you, this one has been mightily, super engaging as the questions have been rolling in right, left, and center. And so I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has sent in a question, everyone who has asked for clarity, explanations on specific parts of our studies. I want to say a big thank you. You, you make this interesting you make sharing and reading the Bible together. I'm telling you, you make it special. So keep all the comments coming and keep all the questions coming. I will, I will continue to try and answer them uh, in our subsequent in our subsequent podcast. Uh, this morning, so like someone got to me or shared uh, that they feel that their understanding of the of Daniel chapter seven, okay, does not agree with what I shared, especially with the fact that I said um, chapter 7 that reveals the seven beasts that appeared, okay, uh, that appeared out of the sea, I said corresponded with uh, the four parts of the statue that that Nebuchadnezzar had seen in chapter 2. Okay, so and the person the person felt that look they were different. So why um, the statue spoke about the empires? Okay, maybe uh, about during the period of Nebuchadnezzar's uh, time that Daniel chapter seven speaks differently about empires 
existing presently. So, for example, the lion instead referred, you know, to the United Kingdom. You know, the eagle's wing referred to, referred to the U.S. The bear, everyone knows the Russian bear, refers to Russia and all the likes. Okay, so I would like to give a little bit of clarity, if I can, you know, to to that person. Again, I say thank you very much for your for for the feedback. So I would say no, it does not, and I would say the reason why. So what are the things we learn or that helps us interpret the word of God correctly? So I shared in the beginning on how to interpret and be sure you don't make mistakes, especially when you are interpreting figure of speech. And that thing that will help your understanding, okay, is to always look at the final destination look at the final destination especially when you when you are reading a particular book of the bible what was the intention of the book who was it written to okay that would tell you immediately a lot of things okay we clarify a lot of the questions that you are asking so if you look at the ending okay as daniel's book this book ends chapter 11 chapter 12 it will give you a lot of clarity For example, you will notice that when Daniel prayed from chapter 6, chapter 9, Daniel was praying um, when angel Gabriel came. Gabriel told him that he had been withstood by the prince of Persia. And he said that the prince of Greece was coming. So one of the things you will realize about Daniel's vision is that it is still an explanation of that first of of chapter 2 that statue everything that he sees is the prince of greece uh, which is the prince of greece is the third empire the grecian empire the, the empire of alexander the great okay okay that he said that their prince of course which was the principality of over that period okay so you will realize that that was what daniel was wrestling with so every vision that daniel had was to clarify First of all, the vision of chapter 2 and then the vision of chapter 7. So every other vision after that, the vision of chapter 8, the vision of chapter 9, and on and on like that, were to clarify and give him clarity. In fact, Gabriel will tell him, will go on to tell him that he should seal up the words. Okay, So in other words, they could not get clarity. But reading now and studying now, we know better. So even looking at who he was dealing with would have told you that this was still the Persian Empire and the Grecian, the Grecian Empire, the two empires after the Babylonian Empire. The fourth one, yes, I agree with you, is the Roman Empire and then the revised Roman Empire, which is the final, the fifth part. Okay, so um, I do not agree that it's referring to the U.S., the US and UK, who does not even come into the scheme of things at all when it comes to the end time. So we'll build this gradually. I just thought to give a response to that. I hope I hope that helped you. So like I said, please just follow me as we get to chapter 7 and you will see, you will get better clarity. Just like I said, um, the, Babylon, the symbol of the Babylonian Empire. Uh, while you separated, you know, the lion from, they said the word, the specific word there says that a lion with eagle's wings. Why you separated it as two nations? The funny thing is that the Babylonian Empire 
actually the symbol is a lion with eagle's wings so that was for the babylonian empire talking about the first beast which stood for nebuchadnezzar all right let's continue our study today so we dive into chapter five chapter five um this one is where we see the handwriting of the world um but we have quite a lot to catch up on so we know that um daniel had interpreted that dream in chapter two i said the first part the head part of the gold the gold part of the statue referred to the babylonian empire which i've said in chapter seven now is the first beast of the lion with eagle's wings who was clipped and then his mind was given back to him we read clarity about that yesterday in chapter four of what happened to nebuchadnezzar himself as that chapter ends we see that there is better relationship okay nebuchadnezzar did not only uh, become um, a lover of god and a follower of god okay um we also know that there was better relationship between him and daniel you could see that daniel's response to him daniel said that oh i wish this had happened to your enemy okay there was good relationship between them but we see that as chapter 5 starts okay um daniel is no longer on the scene okay in fact by the time daniel will be speaking to belshazzar who is the king now of the babylonian of the babylonian empire you will see that there's literally animosity between them and i will give you reasons why okay so i said that nebuchadnezzar's empire goes from 605 to um 605 to 562 uh, bc okay so now that Belshazzar is the one talking, you need to realize that it has been 23 years and there have been several kings, okay, between Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. So first of all, you have evil Merodach, who had a two-year stint, and then you have Neriglisa, who had um, some about four years, four years stint as, as a king. Then you have this guy, Labas, Labaski Madok, who had just one year, a one year reign. And then you have Naboni, Nabonidos, who had a very long, a very, very long reign, okay, before you then had Belshazzar, okay? So there had been several kings where Daniel was silent and no one had anything about Daniel. Obviously, those kings, when evil Merodach most likely came in and uh, Neriglisa came in, they put Daniel to the side, okay? So Daniel was no longer at the top in the scheme of things. It is with this concept, okay, that you begin to read Daniel chapter 5, okay? It is this view in mind that you read Daniel chapter 5. So let's go. It says that many years later, King Belshazzar gave a great feast for 1,000 of his nobles, and he drank wine with them. So when he says many years later, that was 23 years later. Later, While Belshazzar was drinking the wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver cups that his predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. He says he wanted to drink from them with his nobles. So some people tell you, <laughs> with his nobles, okay, let me finish the verse. With his nobles, his wives, and his concubines. Some people tell you this is one of the reasons why you shouldn't drink alcohol and drink wine. Okay, so <laughs> it gets something into your head. Because why would you want to drink with the cups of, of in quote, a god? Okay, why would you want to drink with cups that were dedicated to a particular god? 
anyway, I guess he wanted to humiliate in quotes the God of Israel and to make it look like he could do anything he wanted to do. And then, of course, the wine must have been speaking. So he says, verse 3, So they brought these gold cups taken from the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines drank from them. Since while they drank from them, they praised their idols made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Suddenly, they saw the finger of a human hand writing on the plaster wall of the king's palace and near the lampstand. The king himself saw the hand as it wrote, and his face turned pale with fright. His knees knocked together in fear, and his leg gave way beneath him. So just imagine this. They are drinking, and then just by the lampstand where the light was visible for everyone to see to see this hand does appear it looks like a human hand but it is suspending in the air and it is writing and everyone can see it i'm sure the first person that sees it must think must be thinking how many cups have i taken <laughs> how many cups of wine did i take okay that i'm seeing that i'm that i'm seeing a hand writing on the wall Okay, but when they then realize that everybody is wondering, whoa, everybody is saying the same thing, then they know that, oh, oh, this is not wine, this is real. Seven, the king shouted for the enchanters, astrologers, and the fortune tellers to be brought before, before him. He said to these wise men of Babylon, whoever can read this writing and tell me what it means will be dressed in purple robes of royal honor and will have a gold chain placed around his neck. He will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Remember that Daniel, okay, before removing him from Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar had lifted him to one of the highest positions, okay? He was the greatest of all, of all, of all his advisors and he was in charge of all the magicians and anything. So Daniel had already risen to the pinnacle of what maybe an outsider could have, could have risen to in, in Babylon. So he says he will make it, he will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. It says, but when all the king's wise men had come in, none of them could read the, the writing or tell what it meant. So the king uh, grew even more alarmed and his face uh, turned pale. His nobles too were shaken. But when the, queen's, the queen mother heard what was happening, she hurried to the banquet hall. She said to Belshazzar, long live the king. Don't be so pale and frightened. There is a man in your kingdom who has, who has within him the spirit of the holy gods. During Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have insight, understanding, and wisdom like that of the gods. Your predecessor, the king, uh, your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him chief over all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers of Babylon. So this woman obviously somehow must have been around. Anyway, Daniel's exploit would have been popular. Okay, so but she remembers that. Look, this guy uh, used to interpret. Remember, I said this has been twenty-three years that Daniel had been. Anyway, that was when Nebuchadnezzar's reign end, ended. And I'm thinking when Evil Merodach came in, uh, Evil Merodach was the one who released Jehoiakim, okay, um, and released him from prison and made and brought him to, you know, to, to, to be his, uh, to, to eat from his table, okay. Most likely he decided that Daniel was not going to be useful to him, 
Okay, so it says that uh, your predecessor used to listen to this guy. Why not bring in this guy? It says this man, Daniel, verse 12, this man, Daniel, whom the king named Belshazzar has exceptional ability and is filled with divine knowledge and understanding. He can interpret dreams, explain, reduce, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel and he will tell you what the writing means. I am praying for you. Eh? In high places, they will mention your name. <laughs> Even when you are not there. Yes, they will mention about your ability and the things that you can do in Jesus' name. So they called for Daniel. 13 says, so Daniel was brought in before the king. The king asked him, are you Daniel? One of the exiles brought from Judah by my predecessor, my predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar. And this is where I can say clearly that there was no good relationship between them. The way he addressed Daniel. Okay, how do you address someone who had risen to the top, who was like the head of all your magicians? How would you address him this way and say that, are you Daniel, one of the exiles? It wasn't just one of the exiles. It was somebody that was crucial to the king. It was somebody that was crucial to Nebuchadnezzar in being reinstalled back as king after he had, he had lost his mind. Okay, so and of course you will see you will see Daniel's attitude towards him. He says, uh, "From Judah by my predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar." When he said, "My predecessor," he's not saying that my immediate predecessor. There had been at least one, two, three, four, four kings before between him and and Nebuchadnezzar. Fourteen says, "I have heard, I have heard that you have the spirit of God within you, and that you are filled with insight, understanding, and wisdom. But my wise men and enchanters have tried to read the words on the wall and tell me their meaning, but they cannot do it. I am told that you can give interpre interpretations and solve difficult problems. If you can read these words and tell me their meaning, you will be clothed, clothed in purple robes of royal honor." of royal honor and you will have a gold chain placed around your neck obviously daniel has tasted all of that before with nebuchadnezzar he says you will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom daniel already had that so look at daniel's response daniel answered the king keep your gifts or give give them to someone else but i will tell you what the writing means it says your majesty uh, the most high god gave sovereignty majesty glory and honor to your predecessor nebuchadnezzar he made him so great that uh, that people of all races and nations and languages are uh, trembled before him in fear he killed those he wanted to kill and spared those he wanted to spare he honored those he wanted to honor and disgraced those he wanted to disgrace since but when his heart and mind were were puffed up with arrogance he was brought down from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven from human society. He was given the mind of a wild animal and he lived among the wild, the wild donkeys. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven until he learned that the most high God rules over the kingdoms of the world and appoints anyone he desires to rule over them. You are his successor, old Belshazzar. In other words, <laughs> you know about everything now. Eh? You would have read history. Um, though someone says that uh, we have this phone way of ignoring history so that we can repeat the mistakes of the past. He says you are his successor, old, Belshaz old Belshazzar, and you knew all, all this, yet you have not humbled yourself. Remember what Daniel predicted. 
Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar, okay, so this is before chapter 7. So let's leave out Daniel's vision of chapter 7 first. Daniel told him that, look, a kingdom was going to come after after his kingdom. After the, the, gold, the gold part of the statue, there was going to be another kingdom. Yes, there was going to be another kingdom. Okay, that's the silver part, the silver part of, of, of the statue. Okay, so they knew that it was only a matter of time. The Babylonian Empire was going to come to an end. And sadly, Belshazzar was going to be the end of the, of the Babylonian Empire. It was going to be the top of all things. So Daniel tell, told him, you know, you knew about all of these things. You heard about all the prophecies. Okay, and how Nebuchadnezzar humbled himself and, and changed. And you have done, you have done totally opposite to everything. Say you are a successor, O Belshazzar, and you, and you knew all this, yet you have not humbled yourself, for you have proudly defied the Lord of heaven and have had these cups from his temple brought before you. Uh, you and your nobles and your wives and concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, gods that neither see nor hear nor know, any, know anything at all, but you have not honored the God who gives you the bread of life and controls your destiny. Listen, this morning, God is the one who puts bread in your nostrils. He is the one who controls destinies. Yes, God controls our destiny. I'm telling you, Daniel was telling him that you have been foolish. Yes, you have been foolish. You thought you were despising God. So they say here, okay, how did Daniel... <laughs> know what was going on in in the in the king's play in the king's circle we told we call this the gift of revelation yes the gift of revelation that helps a man sees okay know what they should not be they should not ordinarily know yes daniel knew what was going on knew that they had gotten those good cups and they were drinking for them so it gives gives him the interpretation he says uh he said but you have not honored the god the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. 24. So God has sent this hand to write this message. This is the message that was written. Mene, Mene, Tekel, Pasi, and Pasil. This is what these words mean. Mene means numbered. In other words, numbered, numbered. Mene means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Anyway, it was already predicted the Babylonian Empire was going to end. Sadly, it was going it was going to end. It was going to end with Belshazzar, who was just so was just so foolish. I'm telling you, was just so foolish. Even though, yes, he will he will die this night, and um you know he will die very, very shortly, and um the empire his empire comes to an end, or the Babylonian Empire comes to an end, but it wasn't Darius that took over, even though the Bible will say here Darius took over. Immediately he died or he was killed. There's a guy called Gobias. Gobias, okay, who then steps in, who steps in you know, to be there for just a short period before Darius coming. He says, Mene means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Tekel means weighed. You have been weighed on this balance and have not measured up. 
Pasin means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Okay, so uh, then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was dressed in purple robes. A gold chain was hung around his neck and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. So I go back to my response that I was saying in the, in the beginning. It says that your, your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. In other words, the Persians... The Persians were going to be the next empire that was going to take over from the Babylonian Empire. And that was why the prince was the one that withstood Daniel. Okay, in, in, um, that we stood in the Gabriel when he was bringing Daniel the response he had been praying for God to God about when it was time for them to, to, uh, to exit from exile. So very, very important. The, vish, the next beast in chapter 7 after that f- the first beast, which was the Babylonian Empire, is the Medes and the Persian Empire. Since so verse 29 then says that he gave a good chain was hung around his neck and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night Belshazzar the Babylonian was killed and Darius the Medes took over the kingdom at the age of 62. So Darius did not take over the, like I said, Gobias would take over would take over for a very, 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 very brief, brief period. I'm sure maybe just a few months would take over before Darius the Medes takes over the kingdom at the age of 62. So obviously Darius knows about Daniel and you will see that there's a very, very good relationship between them when we start reading, when we start reading from chapter, when we start reading from tomorrow chapter six. So like I said, each chapter, chapter one to six, each one has a specific story. Okay. So this story is about this handwriting on the wall. The next Chapter 6 will be about how people would conspire against Daniel, serving under Darius. Of course, Darius would have known that Daniel prophesied that he was going to, that the, the Persians were going to, were going to take over, okay? And so he, he favored Daniel, okay? And so these wise men, some of these wise men who would have, who would have served, be serving under the Persians too, will, would not be happy and they will want to take out Daniel. So just so you understand the animosity towards Daniel. So what lessons uh, do we take from here today again i think pride pride one big lesson especially for those of us at the top for those of us who have had any taste of power pride is one thing especially when you feel you have achieved something pride is something you must be very very careful but i have come to learn that pride there eh, it is not those those who are at the top there are people who are even down who are also very, very proud. Okay? So pride is something we must be very, very careful about. Belshazzar, sadly, sadly is the one who eventually ends this great empire. This great empire that, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar... It wasn't Nebuchadnezzar's father, really. Uh, sorry, it wasn't Nebuchadnezzar himself that started, that started the Babylonian Empire. It was his father. His father was the one who, who began to grow this empire. And as his empire grew and grew, his name was Nabopolassar. 
Nabopolassar, you know, was the father of Nebuchadnezzar and he was the one who began, you know, to build the empire that Nebuchadnezzar would eventually inherit from him. He grew this empire to be so great, but it ends with Belshazzar. And how did it end? Because, because of pride, because of arrogance, okay? So my lesson to someone this morning is don't be proud, don't be arrogant and i'm telling you god will bless you in the mighty name of jesus second lesson we want to take from here today is daniel even though daniel has been uh, discountenanced no one give gave him any place you know um even in the many years he had been top eye up there with nebuchadnezzar i'm sure after interpreting the nebuchadnezzar's dream we can't see it here okay we can just go and check through history and that is one of the things i want to say this morning the bible lines up very well with history okay you can go take history books and read about all of these things that happen okay so they are not it lines up perfectly with history so you go back and read the history okay why we don't know how many years after you know um, nebuchadnezzar mind came back to him and he was restored restored to the, to his throne but we know that it says that in fact he was greater okay his kingdom his empire was greater after he was restored to his throne by compared to the way he was before okay so why we don't know um how many years that was but daniel was taken out you know was taken out and it was not popular anymore for 23 years for 23 years until Daniel was, you know, was called again. And the day Daniel was called, Daniel was ready. And I'm telling you, that's a big lesson. Daniel was ready the very day he was called. He was ready again to interpret exactly the handwriting on the wall. What does that tell me? Consistency. Yes, consistency, which comes from character. Consistency. Daniel is consistent or was consistent of course at this time daniel was no longer just a young man under nebuchadnezzar yes he was probably a young boy but i haven't seen through nebuchadnezzar's nebuchadnezzar's um, long reign and then see the 23 years between by this time is this is happening he is already into his 50s and his 60s yes uh, but i'm telling you he had been consistent so this morning you are listening to me as a child of God, you are listening to me, a Christian, and the time has come for us where we must be consistent. We must be consistent. Our lives itself must show who we are, that we are children of God. I'm telling you, people looked at Christians during the days of Jesus. Okay, they initially they were not called Christians. They were just called followers of Christ. It was in Antioch that they named them Christians. They called them Christians because they could see that their lives reflected Christ. We must become the same. Our lives must reflect Christ. Our lives must reflect Jesus so that when the world looks at us, beyond okay, just going to church, beyond the big church buildings that we have, the world looks at us and the world can see consistency. The world can see Christ. That is the lesson I want us to take from our lesson today. Hallelujah. So I hope you were blessed. This one was brief, it was, but it was interesting at the same. Well, we'll go to chapter 6 tomorrow um, and we we'll see, of course, that would already be during the period 
of the second the second beast okay so before we start tomorrow we'll go and read about the second beast and then we'll start reading from tomorrow we'll see the period of of darius i think daniel saw the 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 empire uh, the we saw the reign of darius saw the reign of cyrus some part of the reign of of cyrus daniel was consistent throughout all of those period hallelujah all right i want us to just go ahead and begin to thank god for today We've learned something again today in his presence. Will you ask God to just help you, help you be consistent, help you be consistent as a child of God to make a difference in this world, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us also pray this morning that we will learn from the lessons. Yes, learn from the mistake of Belshazzar. He lost the Babylonian Empire. It came to an end under him because of pride. We will pray this morning that Lord Pride will not be my challenge. I will humble myself before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me to be humble, humble before my children, humble before before my family members, my wife, my husband. Lord, humble before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning. Father, we say thank you. Thank you for helping us. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to live consistent lord lies that will glorify you in the name of jesus we pray this morning that you will help us be consistent like daniel in the mighty name of jesus you will help us oh god also make a difference in our world in the mighty name of jesus we pray this morning the lord you will help us once again just like you help us when we prayed yesterday help us to overcome every trace of pride in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.